There we go. So, uh, welcome to the first summer episode of Flash Flash. Yes. All right. Yeah. Is that the intro? Right. Well, I guess. I, I guess no, no, no. It sounded like you were practicing say, the intro. I am practicing the intro. Okay, okay. Do we practice okay. things now? I don't know if I'm prepared for this level of professionalism. <laughs> Welcome to the first summer episode of the Flash Flashcast. Frequent listeners will recall that Tony Sindelar, Phil Mozilek, and I, Lisa Schmeiser, decided to do three summer episodes uh, to tide us over between season two of The Flash and season three of The Flash. Our selection for the viewing with the first summer episode was Justice League, colon, The Flashpoint Paradox, which is an animated movie. It is available as a streaming video from Amazon, iTunes Music Store, or Netflix if you are really into watching things legally. Anyway, tonight, me, Tony, and Phil are going to discuss the movie. We're not going to recap it for you, but what we are going to do is talk about general plot points from both the movie and the comic book. Um, We're going to discuss the overall look and feel of the movie. We're going to talk about what we might expect to see in upcoming episodes of The Flash based on uh, the fact that there's a lot of stuff in this movie that mirrors the last episode of season two of the TV show Flash. And we're also going to talk about how the experience of watching Flash may have colored our reception to this movie. All right. Ready to go, guys? All right. So we watched a movie. (laughs) (laughs) We did. It was very exciting. It was animated even. Yeah. And uh, uh, not to give a huge recap, but the basic premise is that uh, Barry Allen wakes up in what is basically a in what is a parallel universe. Uh, it is one that's created because his mom lived instead of dying. Barry doesn't have the speed force; he has no powers. Oh, and by the way, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are getting ready to destroy the world. Indeed. And so, over the course of the ep- so over the course of the uh, the uh, Flashpoint Paradox series, Barry has to hook up with Batman, convince Batman he's not a lunatic, get the speed force back. And then get over to um, the mostly drowned uh, island of, of of New Atlantis or or New Themyscira, which is also known as England, and then fight a bunch of people he's normally friends with. Um, also, there is an alien heist breakout. There are children who turn into grownups, and uh, at the end of it, Batman cries. <laughs> Spoilers for Batman yeah. tears. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for not doing a recap, you kind of recapped uh-huh. it. No, I uh, left some stuff out. Actually, <laughs> that was pretty good. Though I mean, we could have timed that. That was like yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know why we didn't keep a record of that. That that, that was a score worthy of reporting. But it's summer. Well, there are no rules. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. It's it's mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I watched this movie twice, and one of the reasons I did watch it twice for the podcast was the first time through. It looked weird to me. It sat really weirdly on my eyes. Did anybody else have that happen where you were watching? You're like, wow, this is not at all what I expected. Yeah. I mean, it's I, I'm a big fan of the DC animated universe stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the character design in this, uh, like, I mean, I guess it's truer to the comics, but mm-hmm. I'm just so familiar with... Uh, the 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 Batman and Superman and Justice League cartoons that have a very specific style that's very consistent across them, uh, yeah. and it's and it's like the characters are very streamlined. Uh, they're still obviously superheroes with the like you know inverted triangle physique, um, yeah. but they don't have that kind. Of, but this this has the more comic book style, uh, which I think some of it is just you know animation tools are better, and so you mm-hmm. can do that more. But the like everyone has ridiculously uh, ridiculous uh, anatomy and. and 
and their 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 muscles are you know that that kind of uh, comic book way of of showing everything in crazy detail. Whereas I'm yeah. used to the more kind of like the characters for animation are like streamlined and slimmed down, and uh, they're they're visually simpler. Uh, and and some of the character designs. Uh, I particularly, you know, it, it's weird seeing the Flash when we're used to, uh, you know, you know, nerdy Grant Gustin, but you know, yeah. obviously, you know, he's 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 a he's an actor, he's like yeah. an attractive human being, um, but but seeing the Flash as like the linebacker version of the Flash. Well, right? yeah, it's, his, we, it's his, weird seeing he was a blonde too. Yeah, his shoulders were so wide, he could carry four heads on his shoulders rather than the usual <laughs> three. Yeah, which I just mm-hmm. I just wasn't used to that. Now. I haven't seen many of the cartoons at all, or I should say mm-hmm. the animation. Um, mm-hmm. But do they use motion blur as heavily as they used it here? No. And some of that is just, I think, th- this this does, this is an animation from 2011. Um, yeah. And it's like, it, it, it you know, it's in between and that it was like direct to DVD, direct to streaming kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's not it was kind a... of feature quality animation, but it's, you know, it's it's in between. Uh, yeah, it and... was made in like 2011, 2012. Um, yeah. And uh, what uh, what I found really weird about it is I, I'm really used to the Bruce Tim aesthetic in yes. animation. And um, I think it tends to work because it brings out the... Um, the, the 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 not realistic level of 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 fighting and physiques and everything that goes on in com- in comics and it translates it really well to to the to the screen into motion and when i was watching this uh there's a more anime influence style like the palette is much different it's very bleached out compared to the uh bruce tim stuff which has a lot of bright primary colors and really sharp contrast between dark and light and uh it's it's a very rich but very simple palette and the one for the movie is much more bleached out um it's a lot more arty it's got a real anime influence to it everybody looks so grown up like the the film has the feeling that it's it's made for grown ups in a way and that kind of threw me i don't know why because i'm a grown up who's watching it. <laughs> Te- technically yes all of us are grown ups <laughs> but the like the the um the 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 faces of of people especially the faces of the women i was like Oh, this is weird. <laughs> and um I've watched I watched um Justice League War after this one just cuz I was kind of curious and it's sort of the same aesthetic they 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 um I, I don't want they, they 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 brighten it a little bit and it's a little bit more funny and the colors are a little bit sharper and clearer but it still has a much more, you know, the the muscles are all there. Everybody has uh-huh. fantastic muscle definition. Everyone's jaws are jutting. Um everyone is very tall. Um they do that thing that um, I always find a little weird in animation where comic characters are obviously short and tubby and ugly and serious characters that you're supposed to take care of seriously are tall and slim and beautiful. But, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, eh. Um, but, you know, the first, so the first time I watched it, the whole time I was, I kept trying to map the Bruce Tim aesthetic onto it. Like my mind kept yeah. saying, no, no, it's supposed to look like this. And it didn't. And then the second time I was like, okay, it makes more sense. That said, still weird, still weird to me to see um, Barry Allen in this one as a blonde. Um, the same way it's now kind of weird to me to see Barry Allen as a redhead in the um, uh, Justice League Unlimited cartoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, like, for whatever reason, because Grant Gustin is brunette. And I'm like, of course they're all brunette. And I'm sure that there are, like, hardcore Flash Kongs people going, no, no. But, like... I just sort of assume that they should all look like Grant Gustin when they take off their cowl at this point. <laughs> Which I guess says something good about like how much he has uh, 
taken on that role and that persona and you know yeah. and, you know that for a show that's only been on the air two years like yeah you know for some people he is now going to be the canonical flash and not mm-hmm. just i mean it sounds like you know you've you've seen the flash in, in comics and cartoons uh, yeah he's he's kind of your canonical flash not just because he's the only one you're familiar with but, but like he's the one that kind of the strongest visual yeah. image in your head now which says something which is yeah. also kind of interesting given we're going to have a different live action flash in yeah. in, in movie form in our near future. Um, well, so. actually, this goes back to the point Phil, Mos- Phil made, which was that you know in the cartoons the flash tends to be this really broad shouldered guy where you can ba- you know he could balance like a watermelon on each shoulder and still have room. And on TV, Grant Gustin looks like a strong gust of wind could throw him away. And but that is somebody who plausibly can run. Like one of my big complaints about X Men, uh, not X Men, um, Avengers Ultron, mm-hmm. was um, Aaron Taylor Stanford, who's a fine actor, and I've liked him in other stuff. Like he was Quicksilver, and I'm like, there's no way somebody who is as 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 muscly as that dude is fast. Like he's just not built for speed. They 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 could have and should have cast an actor who looks like he knows how to sprint. Mm-hmm. And, Though and, there are, I mean, like, you know, that mm-hmm. is one of the, looking at athletes and, and how they're shaped. Like, yeah. if you look at the difference between, like, a marathon runner and, uh-huh. like, a short sprinter, like, oh my God, yeah. they look like they're different, like, creatures. <laughs> you know? It's like, oh, yeah, both of do. you are human. Uh, that's impressive, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, um, that's like, the, that's like, the, the Olympics are coming up, and one of my favorite things about the Olympics is seeing, like, which body types belong to which athletic categories. And that to me is maybe one of the biggest weaknesses of comics and cartoons is they tend not to not to follow that visual code but you do have the potential to do that in both movies and TV and i think that actually helps make it a little bit more believable for people because if you see somebody run real fast in real life you're like oh of course they're built like a streamlined version of a human being almost a greyhound human and um then you see somebody who is built like the flash is built in this movie that we're supposed to be talking about you're like no no those shoulders provide drag man <laughs> <laughs> well now you bring up you're talking about the movie we're supposed to be talking about in the opening yeah. sequence we see the jla come to mm-hmm. flash's rescue now mm-hmm. again not being familiar with the jla in animated form nathan fillion did green lantern and you had mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Conroy, who does Batman mm-hmm. consistently, a lot, yeah. Okay, but now does Fillion and at are those normal players in the DC universe? So, uh, this was I have not seen uh, all the animated movies that come after this. Um, so Kevin Conroy has been Batman, has been many animated and video game versions of Batman for a long, long time. Uh, Jason O'Mara tags in on Justice League War, yeah, which yeah. happens next. And that it was weird. Um, like he does a fine job, but he's not Kevin Conroy. Yeah. These ones are, these are not like, so Kevin Conroy happens to be the same voice actor as many other b- versions of Batman in the animated ver- world. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not like, there's no continuity with this and say yeah. Justice League Unlimited. Uh, I believe there is continuity with this and like you saw Justice League War and I think there's some other stuff mm-hmm. that comes after that or is planning to come after that which are intended to have continuity with it uh, but yeah well, there, there's yeah. a lot I mean and it, you know I, I was kind of I, I mean I've seen this movie before and I was still kind of like surprised when like you know the Flash is fighting his villains and it's like it's it, there's a surprise where it's like it's not just one or two it's like all of them yes. and then he's kind of he's 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 in over his head and then it's not just Batman it's not just Batman and Superman it's like 
the entire Justice League gets to make a cameo, uh, mm-hmm. which I guess it's good that they were nearby. <laughs> you know, it's it's weird because um, there's a whole bunch of DC Universe uh, animated movies, and they kind of swap characters in and out. Like Tim Daly is Bat is is Superman in some movies. Alan Tudyk is Superman in some movies. Um, Tim Daly's son swaps in as Superman on, on the Flashpoint Paradox. So, you know, you've got that going on. Michael B. Jordan is Cyborg in this one, but um, Shamar Moore also voices Cyborg in in different ones. Um, So my impression is they may have, like, people that cycle in and out or casting because they're available. It's more like a loose ensemble and not, well, we have to cast these voices because they also did the the animated TV series or because they're somehow tied into something else. And I was Um, surprised at Justin Chambers and Kevin McKidd, who are from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, um, the um, other one, and I was talking about this with Tony, is I also watched Batman Year One recently, because HBO was showing it, and um, they have Brian Cranston voicing um, uh, Jim Gordon as when, when, he, when he joins the Gotham PD, and they have Ben McKenzie voicing uh, Bruce Wayne, and I was saying, it's kind of weird, and co- there's some cognitive dissonance there, because Ben McKenzie is Jim Gordon over on another TV series now. <laughs> so, you know, and he's he's not my Batman. He's not my Kevin Conroy or even Jason O'Mara, who I think does a very, a very nice job on the on the um, son of Batman and uh, Justice League War movies. But we've basically managed to just kind of uh, throw a whole bunch of titles at people to get back to uh, the Flashpoint Paradox movie. Yeah, uh, Phil, you allude to a scene in the beginning where um, the Flash ends up facing down basically every one of his heavy hitters in his own in his own museum no less and um he that there are there's there's bombs there are monkey shines other members of the justice league show up to bail him out and the implication there is that they are all super friendly with each other and they all hold each other in very high regard as well which is why it's much more jarring when barry like then gets zapped into the universe wakes up and discovers he's actually like a police detective and nothing is as it should be and the um comic book not the comic book the the movie actually does a really good job of describing the growing horror and and dismay of of realizing that you literally have no frame of reference for anything that's going on like it's 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 one of the more effective sequences in the film where he like runs out of the office and you know you wake up with him yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and it's great how disoriented you are and and you're trying to figure things out, and I really liked how they put that in there because they they make they they make you feel uneasy just about him, um, and his future and what's going on, and then like that level of tension just keeps ratcheting up and up and up when you realize that oh my gosh, not only did Barry wake up and he's he's doing a job he literally has no recollection of of having much less doing um Captain Cold is now Citizen Cold and mm-hmm. and like a, a do gooder vigilante and. Iris is nowhere to be found because she's living a parallel life and they've never really met. And oh, by the way, you have no powers. And oh, by the way, on top of that, this is a world without Superman. And this is a world where um, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are doing their best to ruin the planet while they kill each other. And um, why is Batman different? And watching him try to put all the pieces together and then be like, okay, fine, I need to fix this. Um, It makes for like a really great story. There Mm -hmm. is a there's a really significant deviation at the end of it, though. Um, I like Thomas and, Wayne as the yeah. Batman. I thought, yeah, yeah. I, I thought the, that was fun, like a hard boiled. But I immediately, like, I knew I was like, okay, Batman doesn't use guns. I wasn't really mm-hmm. ready for a complete. I thought it was going to be Bruce Wayne, so it was a nice, you know, well, learning. 
I, I thought it was fun because it was like, you know, the, we're here in this this world without the Flash, without Superman, and Batman is like basically more of a jerk. And yeah. if you, I, I feel like there's almost kind of the fake out that that's 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 how the world is different is that Batman is like more ruthless, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. he doesn't have the Justice League to like I don't know keep him on the on on on, on his moral code or you know or he's just falling on hard times. But it's no, it's not that. It's that. Uh, it's it's that it's not even Bruce Wayne, and then the, there's the the subtle. Uh, it's there's a longer part about it in the comics, but uh, the Joker is uh, not the Joker. The Joker it, Joker is a uh, crazed uh, uh, Martha Wayne, which is I was not pretty unsettling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was I. In a way, I found that to be a, a really awful and heartbreaking origin, and um, I'm kind of glad we didn't go into that more. Um, because the way it shaped out, shook out was 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 terrible enough. Um, mm-hmm. That said, uh, what I enjoy about Thomas Wayne is when he captures Barry and um, tortures him. I didn't enjoy the tor- I did not enjoy the torture part, but I like when he points out, "I used to be a doctor, and you have nine fingers left." And I thought, "Oh my god, the uh, the bad apple did not fall far from the bat tree in a completely different universe." Because <laughs> yeah. I could totally imagine, you know, Bruce saying that. I'm not sure he'd actually do it, but I could imagine him saying it and pointing it out. So. I felt like the the reveal that it was Thomas Wayne was a little mm-hmm. rushed. I felt like they could have like built up to that, but this this is a pretty brisk movie, right? Like, yeah. This is it's it's animated. It's only 80 minutes. Uh, they cover a lot. There's a lot of characters. Uh, I mean, the plot is not super complicated, but it moves mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Because, like, I yeah. felt like, uh, I guess if if I had more time, I would have built up to that as a more startling reveal. Uh, there's a decent amount of, like, things where people recap what the world is like, um, mm-hmm. which you know like like there's the thing where like cyborg is is like batman as you know yeah here here are the major players in the world you know that are that are at war in this horrible hellscape that we live in and it's like that's i mean that's for the viewers but it's just it's a little heavy-handed um yeah whereas, it's, it's, know, it is kind of funny that they're like well batman <laughs> yeah as you know i am i am working with the military and um things like that um there are I am also not giving couple- you exposition yeah. There's also a couple of really harrowing scenes, um, because in order to get his power back, Barry Allen is like, okay, I have to recreate the circumstances under which I got in the first place, which involve a massive amount of lightning and some finely balanced chemical comp- chemical compounds. And the first time he does it, it fails spectacularly. And Isn't that kind of funny as like a story element? It's like you have to do this horrible thing twice, just but be- yeah. just because because that's because life is hard. Yeah, and and the second time is the worst because you know Thomas is like you are covered in third degree burns, Barry. And Barry's like don't care, and they you you see this the shot of him laying supine on the the stretcher, and his bandages are oozing, and like that is the that is the touch where I'm like okay, this wouldn't be well served in a in a in a Bruce Tim Paul Day. <laughs> series so here i'm glad we're going a little bit grittier and more adult seeming because because this is the aesthetic that goes with it but oh my god like that sequence is bad enough in the comics when i read it it is hardcore in the movie mm-hmm. did you know, it is watch- it, i was just wondering like with with that in particular are we gonna see our barry that we know from the tv series try the exact same thing now it's weird because I feel like they've already they had that scene where his his, his uh um his power gets stolen by yeah. Zoom and they they have the thing where they've got him in the uh 
um, he's in that weird thing where he's like like up in the uh, almost on like a rack or something, and they they replicate the experiment and give him his powers mm-hmm. back. And first he gets you know zapped out of existence, and then he comes back. Like I feel that, that that's a tricky thing because like I feel like they've done that scene. Like that scene seemed like that was inspired by it. So I don't know if they do it again, but it seems like you know he he's gonna have to wake up and not have his powers. So uh, I am interested in like what's gonna happen uh, in the in the TV version of it because. Like, yeah. some of it is, like, they, they can't have a full-scale war between the Atlanteans and the, the Amazons, uh, yeah. because that's sounds really one of expensive. Have, also, you neither know? one of them have been introduced, so yeah. um, so there's that problem, too. But um, if, my guess is, if they're going to, if they're going to do this, um, one of the things they leave out in Flashpoint the movie, um, which actually, like, obliterates the whole point of Flashpoint, the, the comic book series is in the comic book series, Zoom reveals that Barry Allen, the reason all this happened is because you saved your mother. Um, If your mother had not lived, um, none of this would have happened. And so Barry, in the comics, Barry actually goes and has this talk with his mother, which is like the worst talk in the world, which is, I'm sorry, I have to go back and fix this terrible, I have to go back and fix the timeline. I'm not going to know you. We're not going to, I'm not going to grow up with you. You're going to be wiped from existence. And his mom is like surprisingly chill with it because this is where Barry gets his self-sacrificing nature. She's, she's like, well, if this is what it takes to have the universe ticking on an even keel, then so be it. But no, it's, (laughs) that's, that's pretty chill. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, it's a really wrenching scene because, um, the one thing Barry clings to through all the flashpoint is, is his mom is there. He's, and, the memories of the Barry Allen in this timeline um, are are such where he does remember like the birthday parties with his mom and, you know, meeting her for dinner on her birthday every year and things like that. And he's like, not only am I going to have to wipe you out of the timeline, I'm going to lose all the, the good memories I've had, which were the only good part of this thing. And it's very poignant. And like, they do not remotely go near that in the movie at all. Like instead it's all, Oh, Barry hand wave, hand wave, hand wave. And then, then he's back. And there's like a thing at the end where he's talking to, um, I think it's, but he's talking to Bruce, right? And he's like, well, I can, I can still, I still have the memories of the person I was then. And Bruce's like, well, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's like a little, you know, gift with, gift with purchase from, from your time over there. But I, I felt like that kind of took away some of the scope of the sacrifice. But he did start to lose it, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Like stuff started mm-hmm. to merge and he couldn't yeah. distinguish what was happening. And I think we're going to see that sort of thing in the TV series in season three, like Barry will wake up and he'll be like, I got my mom back. And like, he'll be like, I'm just so glad to have my mom and I haven't lost, you know, or, or like what they can do is because of the way the TV show is structured, as opposed to Flashpoint can be Barry can be like, I grew up in an intact and loving home and this is great because, and he'll gradually begin to lose memories of Joe and Iris and um, that'll weird him out. And then some horrible crisis will happen and he'll have to make a terrible sacrifice and end up having a conversation with both parents and we'll all cry because it will be very, very sad. Like, I have a feeling that's, that, that that is one plausible way they could play it within the, the Berlanti-verse. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like um, the element of the Nora Allen sacrifice that was so prominent in the comic and not prominent in the movie, I feel like, given how much Nora Allen and the absence thereof has shaped the first two seasons of The Flash and that he saved her in season two finale, I really feel like... like her continued existence and or lack thereof is going to be like the big inflection point for Barry as a character at some point in season three. I don't know if they're going to do it like the first third or if this is going to be like a season long thing or what, but uh, 
I, I feel like that's where we're head. That's where we're head with this. <laughs> I, I think I'm I'm with you 100 um, yeah. percent because I, I think that really thematically fits with all of the messages in the, in the flash about you know because they're really into the mm-hmm. plot lines and themes around family and and, and yeah. what things matter and who you are and what does it mean to be a hero and so that that part like that seems like that maps really nicely to the TV show. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because in the movie it wasn't so much. Um... Barry Allen, you have to make tons of sacrifices, as it was, Barry Allen, you have to fix a lot of your friend's dumb mistakes, or Barry Allen, you have to fix a lot of the government's dumb mistakes, such as, mm-hmm. you know, locking Superman in an underground chamber with red light. Not um, a good idea. Well, yeah. see, and that's the other thing. There's, like, another, pretty much, you've, you've talked about it, which is the uh, Aquaman-Wonder Woman scenario, which is yeah. Armageddon on Earth, and so if he doesn't do something to fix that, then there's going to be no Earth, in theory, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they're, they're set up, pretty much set on destroying the Earth. And uh, why are Aquaman and Wonder Woman at war with each other, you might be asking out there in the audience? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, um, Aquaman. Ugh. Well... <laughs> Yeah, it's, he's not. Uh, it takes two. Yeah, I know. Well, no, but, the, no. The whole the whole thing is is just ridiculously stupid because um, it happens. Uh, the, the the Amazons of Themyscira and the proud Atlanteans of of you know Atlantis meet to parlay and make peace between the two kingdoms. And evidently, um, Aquaman and Wonder Woman decide that the best way to seal the deal is to um, seal the deal as it were. And unfortunately, Aquaman is married and has a wife who walks in on it. And so she runs, she runs off and is horrified off screen. And then she comes back to confront Wonder Woman and she's understandably upset and she might want to get a little slappy and Wonder Woman instantly goes for a sword and decapitates her. Yeah, that was a little rough. So, so, so to recap, Wonder Woman cuckolds Mera. When Mera calls her on it, Wonder Woman goes, she slapped me, ergo it was an assassination attempt, slice, and like sticks to that story for the remainder of the film. Like Wonder Woman is just a grade A turkey through through like all of this alternate universe. I mean yeah. Aquaman is Aquaman is, is no prize pig himself, but uh or, or no yeah, I mean he does fish. imprison someone and turn them into a, into, a weapon of mass destruction. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean there there are like no good guys here. But you know, you're just like, dang, Wonder Woman. And um, you know, also, come on, Aquaman really? <laughs> so- <laughs> the the coolest thing about the Aquaman it's not the Jason Momoa version yeah the aquaman <laughs> stuff was awesome because like he had guys like manta ray who mm-hmm. i remember from the old jla um cartoon that was awesome mm-hmm. like i just loved that <laughs> suit and that guy just you know exuded like future underwater look um uh-huh. but it, especially kind of like the whole dress like a uh, physique they make mm-hmm. aquaman like the triple Schwarzenegger of of physiques. I mean, yeah. it's almost like, like, ridiculous. How are you moving through the water with that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're not streamlined. Yeah, no, yeah. no. I mean, look at how whales and dolphins are built. Look at how sea lions are built. They're, they're, there's a reason torpedoes are shaped like torpedoes. Like this has always bugged me about the the Atlanteans too, is because humans are not exactly built to to move in the water. And I would prefer it if your Atlanteans actually looked a little more, you know, cetacean. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they do a not- good job with, and he he has a very he's like in the background of these, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but uh, Aqualad uh, yeah. is he? I think he 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 comes off across looking more like he is a guy who moves through water uh, like a yeah. fish. Yeah. Um, no, the, the one of the things that's fun. Anytime you have an alt world type situation in comics or TV or movies, one of the things that's always fun is seeing. Oh, that's 
that's how so-and-so turned out in these circumstances. Mm -hmm. And this movie certainly does do a lot of that, um, where instead of um, Captain Marvel being, uh, you know, one dude, Billy Batson, who becomes, you know, Shazam with the thing, it's this loose collection of seven children who actually turn Mm -hmm. into one being instead, which is kind of fascinating, like the the gestalt that goes into that. So we have that. Um, they have Etrigan the Demon with his rhyming. Um, they've oh, got um, Deadshot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what about Deadshot and Lex Luthor? So they're basically yeah. teamed up by it's the actually, government? It's, it's, to, uh, yeah. Just to, to clarify, because it is very uh-huh. confusing, because DC comic characters are, are have a lot of redundant names. It's Deathstroke. Yeah. You're right, uh, it's Deathstroke, not Deadshot. My mistake. Yeah, their names are incredibly similar. <laughs> so, yeah, and so are their um, functions. That's the other yes. thing. Is, well, yeah. they're they're like you know they're when you when you send out an invitation for the uh, the world's greatest assassin in the DC universe, like fifteen people show up. It's very awkward. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, know, um, you got to be real careful. Um, I kind of that, like the idea of that as like a DC animated movie, where if you send out the world's greatest <laughs> assassin and fifteen of them show up and then like now kill each other. Yeah. Now yeah. that in the comics, uh, that's a much lengthier plot point. But there's basically uh-huh. like in the comics, Deathstroke is basically like he's kind of like a mercenary pirate captain because he's got a boat and he has a crew that, it, that his crew is all like misfit uh, superheroes and supervillains from the DC universe who have thrown in with him on his like mercenary boat mission that he's on. Uh, and mainly, I, mainly I remember I'm. This has to be it. I'm not. This is. I, this has to be something I'm remembering and not an idea I came up with on my own. But there's definitely a panel with like Clayface wearing a pirate hat. Um, Whoa! So, yeah. And we everyone we runs Im- to Google Images right now to yeah. look for Clayface and pirate hat because that is something a, I need to see. Because Clayface is briefly in this, uh, but they, in the comics there's a longer mission and they do stuff. Whereas in this, it's like they show up and they get beaten by the Atlantic. Yeah, I think um, that was that was real cheap, and I was like. I mean, I liked the idea of it, but it was like uh, not even five minutes and everybody's yeah. dead. Some of it, I mean, it, it, again, it worked a little bit better in the comic because they paid more, they gave it more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, there was a lot that basically, you know, comic style went toward that one giant battle where everybody's there. Um, but like, I mean, you know, Hal Jordan is in the in the the alt mm-hmm. universe for like three minutes, and it's like, did we really need him in there? I don't know. I guess he's there well, so that the Hal Jordan yeah. fans are happy. Um, it's it's kind of poignant because you know he's like, all my life I've had this feeling I was meant to do something great. Um, because in this universe, like the alien with the ring, I forgot the name of the alien who gives Hal Jordan the ring, and I'm very sorry Abansor. about that. But- Thank you, Abansor crashes and doesn't give Hal Jordan the ring, and so the ring doesn't pass on, and um. I guess none of the turkeys back at HQ decide to follow up on this and see what's happened. So um, there's no guardian for this. There's there's no there's no Green Lantern guardian for the sector. And Hal Jordan is quote unquote just a test pilot. And as he's flying out, he's like, "Oh, uh, I've I've always felt like I was meant for something big, some greater purpose in life, and I finally found it. I'm fulfilled." And that's incredibly poignant because you think, "Wow, you know, this really is somebody who is kind of." Sh- made to be the Green Lantern, and because history takes a left hand turn. You know, he doesn't get to be who he's meant to be. And there are some very parallels there, too, mm-hmm. except that, you know, now, so, so that's I, poignant. Mm-hmm. I will say, as a time travel movie, mm-hmm. I find it a little frustrating. And, you know, I, I think I only picked I, this only came, occurred to me this time. And I've seen this multiple times and I've read the comic multiple times. But, mm-hmm. like, the, there are some stuff where it doesn't super work as a time travel movie because, yeah. like, the universe is just, like, it's worse in a lot of ways. And they're not all ways that can be tracked to. Mm-hmm 
Barry Allen being the Flash, right? Yeah. Like, you have all these, and some of them, I guess, are just like, well, things are a little bit worse, right? Instead of uh, landing in a cornfield, uh, uh, Kal-El's spaceship hits Metropolis and explodes. And yep. uh, instead of uh, Thomas and Martha getting shot, uh, it's 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 Bruce. Um, mm-hmm. And so maybe those are just like, you know, the, the coin the coin landed uh, heads up instead of tails, but it does seem like the world is just worse uh whereas like, there are other everybody th- is worse like yeah you know, again, everybody wonder is woman crappy. And, ev- you yeah. know like wonder woman and aquaman would never dream of having an affair in in quote unquote the right timeline mm-hmm. but i don't uh, again like you say not not all of that can be pushed back to oh um nora allen happened to live past you know mm-hmm. 1996 or whatever um yeah i will like say another just, yeah. mm-hmm. you know i love time travel and alternate universe type uh timelines uh red sun is a great comic trade um uh, or collection yes. which is mm-hmm. the premise is uh Superman lands in uh, Soviet Russia instead of America, and yeah. then that and that and that does a in my mind a kind of more compelling time travel or alternate universe thing of like all mm-hmm. the world spirals out from that specific point. That sounds some awesome. Stuff, it's great. Well, I've I recommend got it. it. Yeah, I've, um, I've got it. We should uh, find a way to get it to you. <laughs> um, whereas this is more like you know some some stuff is clearly like the world is different because there's no Flash, right? And you you could imagine like. Well, because there's no Flash, there's no Justice League, and because there's no Justice League, uh, Wonder Woman and uh, Aquaman are not friends or something. But then mm-hmm. there's other stuff that's just like, nope, things are just crappy. Instead of being the world's greatest superhero, Superman is locked up in a cage. And that's like, that doesn't really have anything to do with Barry Allen. It's just the world is worse here. Um, I really so- liked the fact that Superman is locked away like i thought that was just a a really cool visual Mm -hmm. of seeing Mm -hmm. you know this guy that we know so well as the man of steel and who's gonna be super buff and he's gonna be you know the the icon and Mm -hmm. he's this just skinny like alien looking creature oh he looks very much especially compared to all the like yeah yeah confused and lonely and um yeah, confused, lonely, um, uh, disoriented, weak. Uh, like the scenes where they finally liberate him and he gets out under the yellow sun the first time, and he's he's all he can say is friends, friends, and he's trying to wrap his brain around it. Like they they could have, in theory, you could you could like write a spinoff series about how awful his life was right up until that moment, and it would be heartbreaking and terrible and an incredibly riveting reading. And he's just one of the big tragic figures in the whole thing. It's um, I love I love that they did that. You know, um, I I, I like it a whole lot. Uh, just like now, uh, now after I'm just I'm scrubbing through. I'm kind of pulling a John Syracuse and watching it as we're talking. Um, mm-hmm. and then a super cool idea of a character that I'm not super familiar with. And again, mm-hmm. there seem to be throwing characters at us left and right. But Lois mm-hmm. Lane is being protected by the Grifter. I know from Wildstorm. Yes. I about died when I saw that. They, but then, I, they, I, they, I have a hard time taking the Grifter seriously. The Grifter is yeah. so '90s comics angst to me. Yeah. Uh, well, there's the the thing is, is Wildstorm has like a handful of really good characters, and then the rest of them, you're like, you are what really quote unquote cool people riffed on in the '90s, aren't you? Like that whole Gen 13 team. You're like, really? That that's a thing. Um, What's his skill? Like, I shoot very well? Um, I'm trying to remember, uh, to be honest with you. Because 
it has been a long time since I've read anything that was in him. Um, he was in Wild Cats, and Cats was C.A.T, because, of course, it was an acronym of some sort. That's right. Um, he's a Liefeld character. Yeah, he's basically a, um, the, no, he's a Jim Lee and Brandon Choi. Okay. And um, he apparently, honestly, he's, he's, he's Hawkeye. He's he's everybody with 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 you know I can shoot guns and I have um and I never miss and I am also I have healing factor and telekinesis and tel- telepathy because I guess having perfect aim is not enough you have to have some tel- tel- telekinesis to to nudge the bullet when your your great aim fails um so it's it's basically like imagine Hawkeye with a little bit of mind reading mm-hmm. so so that's that. Um, he, I mean, I could tell he, there, that felt a little fan servicey, right? Like there's yeah. there's there's a there's a vocal grifter fan contingent out there, and they needed to see him. Um, I mean, I felt like this last th- the three way epic battle, uh, mm-hmm. and it's it's almost even more than a, it's like a three way fight between the Atlanteans, the Amazons, and then the Resistance, yeah. and then and then Flash and his buddies show up and are like and almost turn it into like a four way uh, mm-hmm. fight. Like they scaled that down a lot for the show. Uh, yeah. For the movie version of it from the comics, and it's still kind of unwieldy, which just says how crazy unwieldy it was in the in the com- yeah. in the comics. There's like, I think there's like twenty or so different heroes there, and there's like people mm-hmm. who like betray each other, and like it's yes, it's there very there are there there are betrayals. I had forgotten about that in the comics. There's one big betrayal that um, is actually slipping my mind right now, and then something terrible happens to the Shazam kids, and. But the thing is, as you point out, like the fights are super confusing in the comics because it's everybody at once, and somebody there's there are sword fights involved. There's sword fights. There are even I want to emphasize there are sword fights. Like in a world with superheroes who can do crazy stuff, there is still room for sword play. Um, there's always room for sword play. <laughs> but like in the comics, you can just kind of go through panel by panel and pull together all the different narrative threads. So I appreciate that they streamed it down for live action because there's no way that they could have done it otherwise. And Zoom so- shows up. And we know this because Bruce Wayne, our Bruce Wayne, had yeah. had said in the very beginning, Zoom is a sociopath. He always has mm-hmm. to see uh, what what it is he's doing and yeah. how it affects you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there, plus they had also alluded to it with um, Barry's like, I can't get all the speed I need. There must be another speedster on this planet. And well, there you go. Boom, 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 boom. You know? I, so. do, I like his appearance where he's he's there with the, like, the coffee cup in the ruins of London. Yeah. Uh, that, that was, I thought that was a pretty good over-the-top villainous, like, you know, I'm just, I'm just here drinking coffee, watching the world burn. Um, As you should. I, I, yeah, yeah I, I like that. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, I do appreciate that, too. So, uh, um, you know, I watched it twice. I'm not sure it's one I'm going to go back and watch again, whereas I'm already kind of regretting that I deleted Batman Year One off my DVR because um, I enjoyed that one so much. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I'm I'm also, I, I think one of the reasons this set with me kind of weird is, again, after the um, animated DC Justice League stuff, which is pretty light and sunny, all things considered. Like, things get weird and complicated after, and... and like by the end of Justice League Unlimited, you're just like, oh my god, what, why? But um, you know, the, the the colors and the art give are, are really optimistic and and very comic booky. And then you've got the Berlanti verse, which throws some pretty heavy things at people, but also you know points out, hey, it's not always grim and dark. There's there's fun to be had and the power of friendship. And mm-hmm. then there is this in which nobody is friends and (laughs) everyone you love will die um and everyone you love has to die or else the universe will turn on you and it's just a really depressing hang beginning to end (laughs) 
Um, and in, and to be honest, in the comic book, the scenes between Batman, um, Bruce Wayne's Batman, and um, Barry Allen read much differently, much warmer. Um, I mean, they try in the last scene in this movie, but it, it it's sort of like not enough after the yeah. unrelenting bleakness you've just been subjected to. <laughs> so... So, you know, it's, it's, I, I would watch it if you wanted a quick primer on what's likely to influence season three coming up, but, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure I would set aside the time for it unless you're really like, well, this is my summer project is watching all the DC animated movies, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I, I think I like it a little bit more than you. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it, it, it's kind of fun if you've been watching the Flash show and you want to like, you want a little bit more of the Flash uh, I would probably watch mm-hmm. this over mm-hmm. going to the uh, the '90s live action show. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's the Justice League cartoon is great, uh, but the Flash is just part of a team there. Uh, there are a couple Flash centric episodes, which we're going to cover in future summer homework. We'll talk more about that later. Right. But it's not it's not a show about the Flash, right? So this is kind of I feel like the the kind of your own your main place that you would go to get a little bit more about the flash and you can see because this is so directly just i mean it's just an adaptation of the comics you can see lots of little things in this that clearly the show borrowed from either from the the flashpoint comic or or uh or from the flash in general that gets referenced in this right like i i like all the little things that you see that that pop up in this that uh that clearly the show picked up on um but yeah it's not you know i enjoyed it but it's not super amazing i liked it a, a fair amount. I mean, I really like mm-hmm. the voice talent. I like to see Thomas Howell playing mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. that. I mean, I liked him as an actor anyway. But and I liked the animation. I I really didn't have a problem with it for the most part. Um, you know, it the way that style was nice. The only thing I ever get a little bit bugabooed about is when things get taken to a point of seriousness and where it's just like it's so crippling in its like darkness that it it, it kind of doesn't have that 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 mm-hmm. flip side of this is this is still a comic and i'm not yeah. saying every comic has to be this way but for the most part JLA and those characters you know there there's a, a little bit of lightheartedness and if you're going to you know tie it all up in a bow real quick and have flash go back in time and fix everything, mm-hmm. you know. Then, then you can you can have lighter points. You don't have to have so grim of a story. That being said, I, think, I really do yeah. like it as a flash centric movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the thing that might actually be missing to get back to that is uh, in the com in, in the comics when the comics are done well, and um, in the animated series and in the Berlanti verse, one of the, these guys do feel like they have obligations, but it's really clear that they also derive a lot of their self-identity from um, the role that they've chosen to, you know, be a hero or be a protector or be a fixer. And they love what they do. Like, they're really gratified and fulfilled by what they do. Um, it feeds it feeds their soul, if you want to get all Wifty and Oprah-like on you. Like, and even for Batman, that's the truth. I mean, part there's always this narrative that, oh, he's so driven, he's so tortured. And... Fine, that provided the catalyst, but the truth is is that Bruce Wayne is a guy who was who would have been looking for a purpose whether or not his parents were dead. And um he's probably like the most self-actualized guy in the Justice League. Like he knows who he is, he keeps himself busy, he gets stuff done, he's pretty happy with everything he's accomplished. Um and all of that was missing here. Like 
literally none of the metahumans seem to 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 be to enjoy the fact that they had an extraordinary set of physical gifts or that they had um the privilege and the responsibility of setting the world to rights or trying to right wrongs or anything like that there was just no sense that they that they found any fulfillment in being who they were and um when you miss that and it's just well i have to fly around because i have to it's a drag you know then then you're like oh well that's everything is awful and meaningless why why do any of us do anything <laughs> you know yeah we get like a little slither of it when when mm-hmm. cyborg is basically they've rescued superman and he is like this can't be the government this is like a bad part of the government and like this is not what all people are like and uh like there's just that little bit of slice of it which just kind of yeah. hammers uh home how much that's missing from it and you know some of that is like that it like the idea is they're they're in this world that's really really bad and everyone Mm -hmm. is dark and grim and you know batman who is you know king of grim dark is in fact grimmer and darker than ever before Mm -hmm. um you know he's batman with a drinking problem yeah (laughs) he runs a (laughs) casino (laughs) you know um but it but it is hard because you don't have those moments of uh of kind of joy and and uh and happiness that you know i really like in the flash and i like in in other versions of the justice league and and some of that is just like that is the nature of the story they were trying to tell and but it would have been nice to get some of those kind of uh i feel like again it's animated it's 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 a tight 80 minutes or so uh like it would have been nice to have a little bit more in that like that 10 minutes uh at the end with like you know uh or 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 a little bit more i mean we don't we have the introduction to all the justice league uh members when they're saving barry allen but like we don't really see anything about their personality right that's that's more introducing like these are people that you need to know because they're going to appear later in the movie and if anything it's like let's show them diffusing bombs so you get a sense of what their powers are but not anything about who they are as people um so how many issues yeah. did this span? Because it seems like it's well, a it pretty big event. story. So the, it was an event. So there were tie-ins to lots of different stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, the main Flashpoint series is like you know, it's a trade. I could probably mm-hmm. look it up, but I'm guessing it was yeah. Like I'm I'm, lo- eight I'm looking or so, it up right now. But there were lots of other connecting in, right? So like there's there's the Flashpoint paradox, which or, or just Flashpoint, which is the like the main thing. There was a separate Batman Flashpoint. There oh, was a separate you have Booster be... Gold Flashpoint. Yeah, because um, it was it... it was one of their giant events, right? So it yeah. was it was connected into everything. Um, yeah, they say it was five issues in the main series, but it was a sixty-one issue run with tie-ins. So holy <laughs> hell! This is why people. This is why. This people is why get... people don't like comics. Exactly. Right? This is why people get intimidated by them. Is because. You just want to read about an event that allegedly changes everything, but by the time all of the tie-ins come in, it's ridiculous. Um, and you know, and you don't need all those tie-ins, right? I mean, like no. one of those, for example. I mean, again, and the, the movie is already really stripped down from the the the, uh, the comics, but like you know, when we meet the resistance, there's mm-hmm. they, like uh, uh, Lois Lane like points to the people and like names them, and one yeah. of them is like the Canterbury Cricket. He gets one tie-in comic. Does he yeah. need a tie-in comic? Maybe if you are interested in the further adventures of the Canterbury Cricket, but probably you don't need to understand that to yeah. to read that to know what's really going on. But yeah, no. it's. I mean, it's. Yeah, I, I mean, some parts of it are cool in terms of showing like a really flushed out uh, world, and some parts of it feel like a crash cash grab, and some you know some stories yeah. are more interesting than others. But like, I mean, I, I mean how many humans are going to read sixty one issues? <laughs> well, they're saying this. I'm going to go back and count through the Wikipedia entry too. But there's like. Um, six different issues tied into Green Lantern and the Superman and then there are another 12 issues tied into the Flash to to the Flash's villains so okay so six and then there's another six issues tied into Gotham City 
And then there are another six issues tied into the science and magic of the alternate world. And then there are nine issues tied into Europe. And then there are everything you know will change in a flash for Kid Flash. And there's six issues attached to that, six, three issues attached to Hal Jordan, and then four different one-shots. Like, how are you supposed to? Why would you? Why would you hunt all those down? And then the second question is, is why doesn't DC have... Why didn't DC bind these up into a book to tie in? Because they have the mm -hmm. Flashpoint trade, which is how I read it. But all of these other issues, I'm not going to hunt them down. See, um, I think, and I don't think you're supposed to. I think you're only yeah. supposed to if you care about those characters. Like, for example, yeah. I oh, read wait, Flashpoint. Here we go. Flashpoint, and the I wrote, world of... Mm -hmm. And then I read the Flashpoint Batman, because I like Batman. Right? Oh, I, t I, I take oh. it back. There are actually a whole number. Um, there's the original Flashpoint, uh, which, and then there are one, two, three, four, five other trades that you can oh excuse me seven other trades that tie into it yeah i want to remind everybody the sandman which is what which was an epic genre bending genre defying comics series i want to remind everybody that's 10 trades altogether. self can you yep. know boom <laughs> you didn't need oh oh wow <laughs> this is now, now i'm all shaking my fist at dc comics but uh yeah, i mean we are angry about something yeah. something that happened like 15 years ago yeah so, this is know. yeah that's well again comics <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um you know so i i would be curious to hear from you guys in the flash army um his up on either twitter or our, or the uh, incomparable zeppelin hanger and tell us what you thought of the movie what your observations were what you hope makes it from the flashpoint paradox into the tv series because um it will it will be curious to see how much we get right and how much we get wrong with our with our wild speculation so any more um thoughts about uh the flashpoint paradox either the comics or the movie uh i guess i was curious if people had if, if the two of you had any more thoughts on kind of what the show will look like uh, and I mean, we know that they're going to do Flashpoint. We know the first episode is is, is called Flashpoint. Uh, they've also said it will be different. That makes sense to me because, like, it would not make sense to do it the exact same way because uh, it would be too expensive and I don't think it would fit the tone of the show. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm just curious if you have any kind of other thoughts or wild speculations about what we're going to see. Um, my my big question is, does is Arrow affected at all? Yeah. Um, I think it would be cool if it was. I would not be surprised if it is not. Um, yeah, I um there is part of me like the 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 fangirly part of me that kind of hopes that Barry wakes up in his alternate universe. He's missing the speed force. He becomes good friends with Hal Jordan. And um then Oh, and, that that would be really cool. And like just just regular Hal Jordan and Hal Jordan's like I've always wanted to be somebody special and I've always thought it was meant for bigger things that 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 I could become something bigger than I was and that is when Barry's like god, I really miss the speed force uh -huh. and then the world begins to go bonkers because shifts in timeline and you see the time rates coming and Barry has to make a decision about his mom and go back again and we'll see a re but um while I don't think the series will do anything so bold and so gutsy as to put us in an alternate timeline for an entire year um I would kind of love it if it did that only because I would love it if every season of the flash ended up with Barry going back to the night that Nora Allen was killed and running into past and future versions of himself and them all having to work out how to keep the timeline going. Um, that said, I have a thing we'll revisit that scene again because it's becoming part of the show's mythology. Um, and see, I kind of would hate for that to be the case of we're going to do it all over again. I want to move the mm -hmm. puck forward. However, I would now that we seem to have Eobard Thawne 
on ice. Um, it could be very cool to have him at least in the series for a few episodes. Maybe even he helps Barry or mm -hmm. he sends like he just says, go ahead and kill her. And that basically <laughs> creates the flash. Um, and he allows Eobard to do that and then move past it. And let's get into something a little bit meatier. As for throwing Arrow into the mix, they seem to be on their own path. And yeah. I would hate to kind of interfere with it, but it would be nice to meddle. And then Supergirl <laughs> tacking in. Now, can we end up using her? Or is she mm -hmm. on another universe? I'm not really sure. See, I think, I mean, I think they could, and people have, have speculated about this, and I think that it could totally work. You know, one of the things is there in the comics, there's the idea that, you know, Barry does, the, Barry saves his mom, and then he has to go back and keep his mom from being saved. Um, and it's not a clean reset. So the world, and in the comics, they had this, that was when they did the new 52. So like the, you know, your care, everybody kind of gets rebooted a little bit. Cause like, we don't have the horrible version of the world uh, that we see in Flashpoint, but things aren't quite the same. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, the, that version in the TV show could be like, yep, things are back to normal in Central City. But yeah, everybody knows about Supergirl. She's just, you know, she's, she's in the next town over taking care of stuff. You haven't heard of her, Barry? What, yeah. You don't follow news? Like that could be a neat way that they just introduce <laughs> yeah. her into the uh, Berlant universe. Yeah, that's great. See, I, I would love for it to be a pretty long arc. I'm going to say, like, yeah. I think it would be nice if it was at least half the season. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be really fun. I mean, what, season two had a lot of train wrecks in it uh but the one thing i liked about season two with this like all the earth two stuff and seeing the earth two versions of people uh mm -hmm. i think it would be fun to see the flashpoint versions of various characters including people who have been killed off or left uh yeah. come back and do interesting stuff especially if they can be citizen i mean cold oh my yeah, god can you imagine because yeah. this I also gives Miller citizen a chance cold. to chew on the scenery as a good guy for a change and in uh, my heart, I have been promised yeah. Citizen Cold. So it, you know mm -hmm. they can only they can only score me if they don't deliver Citizen Cold. Yeah. Um, and, and it would also, I mean, yeah, and it mm -hmm. would be fun if they did things that were, I mean, uh, you know, they fell a little heavily on the, you know, everyone in Earth too. It's like your Earth One friends, except they're mean and they wear black leather. Uh, like it would be fun if the Flashpoint version had a more of a range of how how people are are different um, instead mm -hmm. of just a lot of them are jerks. <laughs> so. Um, but I, I feel like they could get 13 episodes or, or 11 episodes out of that. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm worried they do so many things in the show, in, uh, in the, especially in the last season, where it's like, this could be three or five episodes. And it's like, nope, we take over in one. Barry gets his speed back. Barry gets his back fixed. All of these things, like, they should be big world-changing events. And it's like, nope, not a big deal. Um, so I would be I would be disappointed if, like, Flashpoint is resolved in one episode. And I think yep. we did talk about this maybe at the Superhero Spectacular, but, and I bring this up very, very hesitantly, but having mm -hmm. the shenanigans of Legends of Tomorrow, we know they're time travelers, and so yeah. maybe they can help. Or, or they come back and point out to Barry, Barry, your actions are screwing with everything, so please fix them. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, my... My 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 both worry and my hope is that somehow Rip Hunter gets involved. <sighs> yeah. Just want to see him we get all... stabbed by an Atlantean. Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody uses a sword on him. Just, <laughs> just torn in half by two killer whales. So. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, or dolphins. Dolphins smiling. The smiling murder machines of the sea. <laughs> 
<laughs> Reference <shocked>. acknowledged. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, so um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I wish it were a whole season, but I also worry that um, the writers' room would be like, no, no, there's too many jokes about Dallas and Patrick and, and Patrick Ewing waking up from, oh, it was all a dream. That we won't do that, but I feel like this this Barry's decision is huge and world changing. It has to last for a while. And in order for the sacrifice of Nora Allen to really sting, like we all have to get to know and love her too. And um, I mean, this is why people were like all really upset when Henry got killed is because, you know, over two years, we've seen him be one of Barry's three dads and he's stalwart and loving. And we were all kind of ticked off when he went off to find himself in the woods. But like when he got killed, it was a real loss because we, we, we liked the character um, in order to uh, put forth the idea that, um, Nora Allen has to die. The loss of Nora Allen has to mean something. Like, we're going to have to get to know her and love her. And so I think that's going to be the big challenge that the writers have set to themselves. So, all right. So do we have, um, so I think that's like last notes. Do we want to mention what we're, what we're watching for our July episode? I think we do. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do that now. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, right uh, on. I'm, I'm Tony's mentioning right homework now. homework special. Yeah, it's it's summer, <laughs> and that summer means homework, because I am a horrible person. Um, <laughs> so the next thing that we've picked out, um, we're going to, so we got two more summer episodes uh, that we're going to do, so that means two more uh, homework uh, that we're going to try and keep it short. Uh, mm-hmm. For the next one, uh, I've selected the uh, the Justice League uh, episode. Uh, it's a two-parter, uh, mm-hmm. the brave and the bold. It's, uh, you can, I, I'm going to watch it on Netflix. Uh, I, I suspect it's available on many other streaming and iTunes, uh, type things. Uh, but it's the brave and the bold. It's a two-parter. It's episodes, uh, 14 and 15. I believe that's from the first season. Uh, we're going to do that. And we're going to do for our final summer episode, we're going to do some episodes of justice league unlimited, which is kind of the follow-up continuation series. Uh, I love justice league cartoon in general, but we wanted to pick, uh, some Flash-centric episodes and cover those. There are not a lot of Flash-centric episodes. Flash has a lot of great moments uh, mm-hmm. in, in Justice League, uh, but there are not a lot of episodes that are all about the Flash. So uh, Brave and the Bold, uh, it's Green Lantern and the Flash uh, team up to deal with, wait for it, problems in Gorilla City. Yes. So, I think you should check that out. And yes. we will, you know, it's two 22-minute episodes. So, you know, that's that's basically one episode of The Flash. And maybe you will discover a love for the, uh, the Justice League uh, animated show. And we will see you in July to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for joining us this time. Have a good summer, guys. Goodbye, nerds. Bye-bye.